Hello, and welcome to another episode of Apostate JW. My name is Andrew. Lately, there has been so many topics in the news about um, China spying on the United States, uh, the Doomsday Clock moving forward. Uh, I believe it is now the closest to midnight it has ever been. Well, Jones Witnesses have published some articles recently on this, and one of them is that are keep on the watch. Scientists moved the Doomsday Clock forward. What does the Bible say? So we're going to go ahead and take a look at this article today. It says, on January 24th, 2023, scientists set the doomsday clock closer to midnight, which stands for the end of the world. The doomsday clock, symbolizing the perils to humanity, moved its closest effort to midnight on Tuesday amid the Ukraine war, nuclear tensions, and the climate crisis. AFP International Textwire. Scientists revealed on Tuesday that the doomsday clock has moved up to 90 seconds before midnight, the closest humanity has ever been to Armageddon, ABC News. A panel of international scientists has warned that humanity's continued existence is at greater risk than ever before. The Guardian. Is the end of humanity and our planet approaching? Do we need to fear what the future holds? What does the Bible say? What the future holds. According to the Bible, the earth remains forever. And there will be people who will live forever on it. We find that in Ecclesiastes 1 verse 4. One generation passeth away, and another generation cometh, but the earth abideth forever. And in Psalm 37 verse 29. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. So humans will not destroy the earth or make the entire planet unlivable. However, the Bible does mention an end. For example, it says that the world is passing away. We find this in 1 John 2, verse 17. And the world passeth away, and a lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So as we see in 1 John 2, verse 17, it does say that the world is passing away. But didn't the watchtower just say that the earth would be for forever? Well, they do continue on with this. It says, to find out what the Bible means when it talks about the end of the world, read the article, Is the World Coming to an End? What is the Apocalypse? It seems like lately the watchtower has been doing this whole thing on the internet with these watching the world and these different various articles, kind of like some news websites where they're trying to get you to click clickbait um if you want to know more just click this and go to the next article so we will be going down a rabbit hole today a little bit just heads up so is the world coming to an end what is the apocalypse what comes to your mind when you hear the word apocalypse you might think of a global catastrophe perhaps one that ends all life on earth some believe that the world is heading towards such a disaster, especially when they read the news reports like the following. Nuclear war, whether started by design, blunder, or simple miscommunication, is a genuine possibility. Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists. This is the same group of scientists that work on the atomic clock that we were just discussing, the doomsday clock. The past decade has seen an astonishing run of record-breaking storms. Forest fires, droughts, coral bleaching, heat waves, and floods around the world. 
National Geographic. Locust swarms in Africa or are worst in decades, the Associated Press. Will the earth be destroyed in a global apocalypse? Well, what does the Bible say? Remember, they're supposedly all about what the Bible says. Let's see how their teachings interact with what the Bible says. Will the planet come to an end? Ecclesiastes 1 verse 4. Let me just get to my handy dandy Bible here. Oh, this is the same one that we just read. Uh, one generation passeth away and another generation cometh, but the earth abideth forever. So in other words, no, God's word, the Bible assures us that the earth will remain forever rather than destroying the earth that he created. God will bring to ruin those ruining the earth. And then they refer back to Revelation 11 verse 18. We're going to be going back and forth between a lot of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Revelation today. Uh, Revelation 11, 18, and the nations were angry and thy wrath is come and the time of the dead that they should be judged and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants. The prophets and to the saints and them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. So this is just kind of confirming here. Um, quite surprising it's in the right context um, just confirming here what they are saying about God will bring to ruin those ruining the earth this article continues is the world coming to an end according to the Bible the world that will come to an end is the world of mankind who disregard God and pursue selfish desires just as he did in the days of Noah God will bring an end to a world of ungodly people and we find in 2 Peter 2 verse 5 and 3 verse 7, it reads, And spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. And 3 verse 7, But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. So we see the reference to their small reference to the ungodly people, but it's also to the days of Noah. Um, as First John 2 verse 17 states, The world is passing away, and so is its desire. This verse shows that God will destroy not the literal planet Earth, but the people who persist in their ungodly desires. When will the end come? Now, this is where it starts getting interesting, and this is kind of ties in with some of the things that we've talked about before with their chronology of different things, uh, including 1914, 607 BCE. Uh, just continue on to see what they say here. The Bible does not tell us exactly when the end will come. And we do find that in Matthew 24, verse 36. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. However, it does indicate that it is the end is close. 
the Bible foretells the following. Events such as wars, food shortages, epidemics, and powerful earthquakes would occur in one place after another. Now, this is a common theme through Matthew 24, 3 and 7 and 14. Luke 21, 10 and 11 and Revelation 6, 1 through 8, they all generally say about the same thing. People in general would display extreme selfishness. For example, they would be lovers of money, unthankful, and without self-control. We find this in 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. Many people agree that since the year 1914, world conditions have matched what the Bible foretold and that the end is near. For more information, see the articles, What Does Bible Chronology Indicate About the Year 1914 and What is the Sign of the Last Days or End Times? Now, we're going into speculation on a lot of this of when the end will come. Joe's Witnesses typically do speculate. They do put into their whole thing numerology, actually. Um, we're going to discuss that in a little bit, too, as well with their numerology standpoint. Um, but the one thing that the Joe's Witnesses do say when one of their members come up to, like, let's say the elders and say, you know what, I can't seem to find an answer about this in the Bible. Um but, you know, what if we think this way? One of the number one answers that you're going to be told is you shouldn't speculate on the unknown. And what's funny is this does have something that goes into the Bible. And we do find this here in Proverbs uh, 30, verse 6. And that says, Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Um, it's one thing that they... Do point to when they talk about speculation. I do find this part interesting because we see in the Common English Bible with the Apocrypha um, in Ecclesiasticus uh, three verse twenty four, it does say speculation has led many people astray and false conjectures have weakened their thoughts. And this is a common theme as well with the Jehovah's Witnesses um, when they do tell you not to speculate about the unknown because they say it will weaken your thoughts. And it seems like some of their things when it comes to uh, the end times, um, 1914, all these different things that they try to set up, a lot of it is just speculation. And this goes hand in hand with the idea that a lie told enough becomes the truth. So speculation leads to the lie. It continually gets told over and over and over again until it becomes the truth to their followers. What is the meaning of the apocalypse in the Bible? The original Greek language word translated apocalypse in the Bible basically means uncovering or unveiling. Often, that word describes the revealing of information that had been hidden. The Bible also speaks of the revelation or apocalypse of the Lord Jesus which occurs when Jesus is revealed as the one with the power to rid the earth of all wicked influences and to reward those who worship God. And in 2 Thessalonians 1, verse 6 and 7, it says, Seeing it is a righteous thing with God to re recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. And to you who are troubled, rest with us, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. And in 1 Peter 1, verse 7, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perisheth, 
though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. The last book of the Bible is named Apocalypsis or Revelation because it reveals future events. Revelation 1 verse 1, that the book contains good news and a message of hope. And we find that in Revelation 1 verse 3. It shows that God will eliminate all injustice and turn the earth into a paradise. At that time, humans will no longer experience pain, suffering, or even death. And we find that in Revelation 21, 3 and 4. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe out. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there will be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things have passed away. And of course, then they conclude their article with, Would you like to learn more about these wonderful Bible promises? Jehovah's Witnesses offer a free Bible study program that can help you. Why not contact them today? Sure, why not? It's, um, you know... Put your time and effort into a religion who don't even really trust on their own Bible. Anyway, going back to our original article, to learn what the Bible says about the timing of coming world events, read the article, When Will the World End? I'm not going to go through all of these articles just because of the fact that a lot of them are tending to repeat the same thing over and over again. Um... And even though we will be going down a little bit of a rabbit hole here, I'm not going to go that far into a rabbit hole to continually repeat the same thing. So remaining positive. The Bible can help us to remain positive despite current problems in the world. How? The Bible gives us practical advice. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. A lot of people will be familiar with this one. especially if you've been around the witnesses. Uh, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Back to the article. For example, read the article on how to control worry. This one I am going to read, and this one I do find a little interesting. How to control worry. Excessive worry can harm you physically and emotionally. It might even lead to bigger problems than the problem you originally worried about. Tips to limit worrying. Limit your intake of negative news. There's only so much you need to know about a crisis. Overexposure to calamitous reports will only heighten your feelings of fear and despair. Bible principle. A crushed spirit saps one's strength. Proverbs 17 verse 22. The witnesses take on this, if you watch a lot of their JW broadcasting, is to no longer watch news on current events, current affairs, things that are going on in the world. Instead, you turn to JW.org, which should give you all the news that is relevant to you as a Jehovah's Witness. Um, so I can kind of take a little bit of an understanding on this, that, you know, 
okay, yes, you you want news that is relevant to you as a Jehovah's Witness or as a Christian or whatever it is that you might say. But at the same time, a lot of these things that are going on in the world, as they have already stated, are signs of the times of the end. Yes, I am a firm believer in the signs of these times. Um, but to completely disregard and say, you know what, you, you don't even need to watch the news anymore. Just, you know, tune into JW Broadcasting, tune into JW.org, and we'll give you everything you need. I, I don't fully agree with that. There is a limit to how much you do need to watch. And, you know, if you have common sense, which is another thing that we should be demonstrating is common sense, um, you know when to stop. It's easy to get addicted to the constant feed of what's new and shocking, but that's an unhealthy habit. My worry decreases significantly when I cut back on my intake of the news. Apparently, this is a member of the religion here. His name is John. To think about, how often do you really need to be updated on the news? Stick to routine. Try to wake up, eat meals, handle chores, and go to bed at set times. Having a schedule will preserve a sense of normalcy in your life and will help you to reduce your worries. Bible principle. The plans of the diligent surely leads to success. Proverbs 21 verse 5. And going back to our article on the doomsday clock here, uh, back to the remaining positive portion. It says the Bible provides a reliable hope for the future. And then it quotes Romans 15 verse 4, which says, for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through our patience and comfort of the scripture might have hope. Okay, I get it. The scripture says something about hope. But what hope? The witnesses are kind of taking some things out of context to say, okay, the scripture says hope, we're going to put this here, but they don't elaborate. They don't open up the context and say, okay, this scripture says that there will be a hope. And then follow it up with these other scriptures that say what kind of hope. Now, we all know as, as Christians, uh, whether we be Protestant, Catholic, Orthodox, Jehovah's Witness, Mormon, whatever you consider yourself to be as a Christian, um, we do know that there are future hopes within those doctrines, whether it be a paradise earth, uh, you know, going to heaven, or going to heaven and then coming back down to earth, depending on what religion you believe in. So we, we, we know the general idea of this, but somebody who doesn't know that's going to be reading this article is going to be scratching their hand going, okay, well, what, what, what hope are we talking about? So it explains exactly what we can expect now and in the future, which helps us to remain confident in the face of world events. There is a hyperlink on what, the, what we can expect, and it goes yet to another article. This article is entitled, What is the Sign of the Last Days or the End Times? Bible's Answer The Bible describes events, conditions, and attitudes that would mark the conclusion of the current system of things or the end of the world. They quote Matthew 24, 3 of the King James Version of the Bible, which is what I've been reading out of today. But I find it funny that they don't even quote their own Bible because they're trying to make a point to say, some religions say, hey, this is the end of the world. But as Jehovah's Witnesses, we are saying it's the end of the system of things. 
So when you reference the two scriptures, that's just that's the main difference between the two between King James Version and the New World Translation. The Bible calls this time period the last days and the time of the end or end times. And we find that in 2 Timothy 3, verse 1, in Daniel 8, verse 19. It's just kind of pointing out to the different names of these times. What are some Bible prophecies about the last days? The Bible foretold many things that together would be the sign to identify the last days. And in Luke 21, verse 7, we read, and it says, And they asked him, saying, Master, but when shall these things be? And what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? Mind you, the article is only quoting Luke 21, verse 7. This is the apostle ask, apostles asking about these signs. But it's not saying the signs, even though they're trying to say this in the article. The signs follow this, and they're found in Luke 21, uh, verse 8, and they proceeds following down. The witnesses kind of take this on a one-by-one -one list, and they do quote different scriptures, um, not just Luke. So we go into war on a large scale. Jesus foretold nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And that is found at Matthew 24, verse 7. Similarly, Revelation 6, verse 4 foretold a symbolic horseman representing warfare that would take away, that would take peace away from the earth. Famine. Jesus foretold there will be food shortages. Uh, Matthew 24, verse 7. The book of Revelation foretold an additional symbolic horseman whose ride would result in famine on a large scale. Revelation 6, verse 5 and 6. Great earthquakes. Jesus said that there would be earthquakes in one place after another. We find that in Matthew 24, 7 and Luke 21, 11. These earthquakes around the world would cause suffering and loss of life on an unprecedented scale. Disease. According to Jesus, there would be pestilences or epidemics of terrible diseases. And we find that at Luke 21, verse 11, and they're quoting from the contemporary English version. One thing with the witnesses on disease, especially with the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, this was a time period when the governing body actually came out and are quoted, and it's kind of a joke now amongst those who are not in the religion, about how this is the last days of the last days. And the pandemic was actually supposed to be this great, sign that these were the last days of the last days. Mind you, we've been told for decades now by the Jehovah's Witnesses that we are living in the last days ever since 1914. And here we are now in the last days of the last days. So what does that mean? Does that mean it's right around the corner? What is What do you mean when you say that? Well, again, we're tying back into speculation, and maybe we shouldn't speculate the unknown. So should we be speculating that we are in the last days of the last days? The Bible itself just gives us the signs. It does not say that we need to live in fear, that it is the last days. No, this is to, supposed to be strengthening our faith, putting our faith more into God, that he will continue to protect us as long as we are following the direction of the Bible. So let's go back to the article. Crime. Although crime has existed for centuries, Jesus foretold that in the last days there would be an increasing of lawlessness. Matthew 24, verse 12. Ruining of the earth. 
Revelation 11, verse 18, who were told that mankind would be ruining the earth. They would do so in many ways, not only through violent and corrupt actions, but also by bringing harm to the environment. Again, this is one of those things that we look back, and it's been a generational thing uh, for millennia. People have ruined the earth. Now we are looking at climate change, but this is just another step in how earth kind of heals itself. Again, I am a firm believer that we are in the last days, and one of the signs is, is you know, people are ruining the earth. But we are also going through some of these phases, so we will need to see the outcome when they actually happen, instead of speculating, well, this is a for sure sign. Deteriorating, deteriorating attitudes. At 2 Timothy 3, 1 verse 1 through 4, the Bible foretold that people in general would be unthankful, disloyal, not open to any agreement, slanders, without self-control, fierce, without love of goodness, betrayers, headstrong, puffed up with pride. These attitudes would reach such extremes that the era could rightly be described as critical times hard to deal with. This is one I can definitely agree with because it seems like every generation that comes up and starts, you know, becoming adults, gaining control, it does seem like it just keeps getting worse and worse. Breakdown of the family. And this is also another generational thing that we see every time a new generation is either born or starts becoming adults. We see huge breakdowns of family, even to the point where some people don't even have families anymore. Um, at 2 Timothy 3, 2 and 3, the Bible foretold that many people would have no natural affection for their family and that children would be disobedient to parents. How many times do we see this every day? Just going out to the stores, maybe it's Walmart. Maybe you go to the mall and you see kids being very disobedient to parents and the parents are just like, yeah, whatever. Diminished love of God. Jesus foretold the love of the greater number will grow cold. Matthew 24, 12. Jesus meant that love for God would grow cold in most people. Likewise, 2 Timothy 3, verse 4 says that in the last days, such ones would be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Definitely see this. You see the coming up of different... different ways to please yourself. And I'm not just talking about in sexual aspects. Um, a lot of people, their minds are first drawn to that. You see people that are drawn to pleasing themselves in eating, in entertainment purposes, not just what we do in our own private lives, but what we watch on TV, um, sports, things like this. People are just trying to please themselves rather than to please God, rather than to sit down and read their own Bible and figure out what it is that God wants. Religious hypocrisy. At 2 Timothy 3 verse 5, the Bible foretold that people would appear to worship God, but would not truly live by his standards. Increased understanding of Bible prophecies. The book of Daniel foretold that in the time of the end, many would gain increased knowledge of the Bible, truth, including accurate understandings of these prophecies. Daniel 12, verse 4, and in their Bible, the footnote, 
this is one claim that the witnesses try to push saying oh we are the true religion because we have gained the understanding and if you follow what we say in the watchtower you will gain this understanding be wary of this do your own research a lot of times it will point you in the correct direction of what is being foretold um a global preaching work this is another thing that the Jehovah's Witnesses claim to be the only religion doing therefore they are the only true religion because they do this a global preaching work Jesus foretold the good news of the kingdom will be preached in all the inhabited earth Matthew 24 14 most religions do this um, in some form or another it may not always be direct door-to-door -door preaching it could just be you're encouraged to go speak to those you work with that you associate with on a regular basis and this is something that i do in my own personal life um unfortunately not able to go into a ministry right now um but those who are in my personal life i do speak about god on a daily basis and this is my way of preaching the good news of the kingdom um, another thing too is um, I know the church that I do belong to they do what they call soul winning on Saturdays same thing that the witnesses do going from door to door um, handing out leaflets flyers talking about the Word of God there's a, a church here in my neighborhood that does the same thing in fact they just came to my door the other day um, inviting me to go to their church and I'm like oh I already go to it's it's uh, the same it's baptist religion but you know i i'm a member of another church in another town and it was, it was some good laughs but anyway widespread apathy and ridicule jesus foretold that people in general would ignore the overwhelming evidence of the approaching end and uh, more than that second peter 3 3 and 4 foretold that some would ridicule evidence dismissing it completely we do see that quite a bit too all prophecies fulfilled jesus said that the last days would be marked by the simultaneous fulfillment of all these prophecies not just a few or even most of them all of them so are we living in the last days well yes world conditions as well as bible chronology indicate that the last days began in 1914 the year world war one began now we have discussed this before in other episodes about the jehovah's witnesses and their understanding of 607 bce as well as 1914 and how a lot of their math has been very um conflicted this seems like they have their own math when it comes to a lot of this and it dives into numerology a little bit um and my belief on it is the bible doesn't specifically say when this time starts and when that time starts so you know what my faith is in the bible and in god um when these times actually begin and when they will end it does give the signs and i believe that the signs do point to us being in the end times but my problems here falls within numerology so the joe's witnesses published a, another article it's called what do numbers mean in the bible is numerology biblical um so we go down to a paragraph here it's called numerology and gematria 
These symbolic meanings of numbers in the Bible are different from numerology, which involves looking for an occult meaning in numbers, their combinations and numerical totals. For example, Jewish Kabbalists have analyzed the Hebrew scriptures using a technique called gematria, which looks for a hidden code in the numerical equivalents of letters. Numerology is a form of divination, which God condemns. We find it Deuteronomy 18:10 through 12 it says there shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire or that useth divination or an observer of times or an enchanter or a witch or a charmer or a consulter with familiar spirits or a wizard or a necromancer for all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord, and because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. So it's just kind of the Jehovah's Witnesses' view on numerology and gematria. But if we go into another article, this one is, What Does the Bible Say About Numerology? It's written by uh, Megan Bailey. And numerology in the Bible, she goes on to write saying, numbers in the Bible can often be taken literally, but they are sometimes used as symbols. Many scholars have used numerology to see patterns and codes in the Bible. You yourself may be able to find lots of verses with numbers in them. Numerology attempts to explain the meanings of these numbers to see what God may be telling us by using them. However, nowhere are we taught to look for systems of numbers in the scriptures, much less told that those numbers signify. The Bible is supposed to be authoritative, yet when we start looking for numerical patterns, the best one is doing, the best anyone is doing is guessing. So there's only one place that may have some legitimate plain numerology, and that is in the Mark of the Beast in Revelation. However, that one piece of scripture doesn't give us further authority to start messing around with other numbers in the Bible. When we add up Bible verses in an effort to find hidden meanings, we are taking authority away from God's word. Many Christians use numerology to do so because they think that it proves that God's word is divine. But you don't need numerology to prove that God's word is perfect. Fulfilled prophecy, historical accuracy, longevity would all be more helpful than numerology. But even these are unnecessary. The biggest evidence that God's word is breathed out by God is the fact that God's word breathes life into those who hear it. When people try to convince you that numerology is of importance, remember that you should lean on God instead. There is no need to try and use numbers to predict your future or decode some secret meanings in the Bible. God is already planning you great things for your life, and he has nothing to hide. This all ties back into what I've been saying. The Bible gives us direction word for word on how we should be living our lives. We should not be trying to look for the deeper meaning in these numbers and playing around with, okay, well, Jerusalem was destroyed in 607, and then the Israelites were led out of Babylon in this date. And then this happened, and then this many years, and this many years, and then a day to a thousand years, and why are we confusing ourselves with all that? God's word tells us the signs of the end of the times. We can see those happening today.
we don't need to have an understanding of the math that plays into that because to be quite honest god didn't give us the math in the bible why are we playing with these numbers all this ties back hand in hand to show that instead of relying on a religion to provide us with these different study aids to point us in the right direction here or there or everywhere let's just rely on the bible it's directly from god's mouth to men who wrote it down it is inspired of god just like in thessalonians like we read earlier so how does the end times affect you do you live in constant fear every day that the world might end tomorrow or are you one of those who are enjoying life um because the end may be tomorrow how should we feel about it well that concludes today's episode but if you have any questions comments or concerns please feel free to email me at apostatejw at gmail.com and please stay tuned for next our next episode and thank you for listening have a good day